Next on BYU Sports Nation, 10 straight bowl games? A win over UNLV on Saturday will do the trick for the Cougars. What does 10 straight bowl games really mean for Cougar football? And how many teams can even say that? Plus, BYU football all-access with DeAndre Wesley. The BYU women's soccer team road-tripping in the NCAA tourney. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Tuesday, November 11th, Veterans Day. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the son of two Air Force cadets. That's Jaylen right. Jordan. Both my parents were in the Air Force. Didn't go to the Air Force Academy, uh, but I was born on uh, an Air Force base, Mountain Home, Idaho. Transferred to Portland, uh, Air Force base. Loved the Air Force growing up. My sister has participated, uh, if that's the right word, uh, in the Air Force. And so I, I appreciate what they've done, what all veterans have done. We want to honor them on this Veterans Day. And, of course, someone said earlier today, you know what? It's one day, but you should uh, remember everyone the whole year. Yeah, that, that's the case. We, we get to sit here and laugh and relax and be happy because we don't have to worry about real things like war. Yeah, that, I appreciate that, that, that a lot. That is a reality. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I love the tweets coming in from uh, some of the BYU football coaches, specifically Guy Holiday. Who he ha- always brings the heat. Who has a great Twitter the account. The master of the caps. At EagleMe88, he says, While we are consumed with football, Take a moment to thank our vets. They play a game that Caps. counts. They lose. We all lose. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's so true. That pretty much that's sums so it up. That's so true. Right? I shook hands. Hashtag real heroes. Seriously. Says, yeah. I shook hands with a veteran on Saturday night right before the BYU basketball exhibition game. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a World War II veterans hat on. And at that moment, oh, I, that's was, real. I was like, like, wow, man. Like that was certainly one of the highlights of my weekend. I just felt so much pride and uh, just gratitude for, for what they've done. And I've always been fascinated with World War II and, and the incredible adversity that they went through. And so just it was a really poignant moment for me on Saturday night. Like, wow, we're, we're here because of this. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you from BYU Sports Nation to all of the veterans whose service to our country allows us to do what we do. And the people that continue to serve. Yeah, and it just go the list goes on yeah. and on and on. So certainly our prayers and thoughts are with you if you are serving or have served our country. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Let's start it off with a sports topic because that's what we do on the show. We talk BYU sports and the Twitter Wait, question. What? Oh, <laughs> BYU is about to go to its 10th straight bowl game, right? They're sitting at 9. So what's the significance of BYU's soon-to-be 10th straight bowl appearances? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet from Graham Orm. BYU should be proud of 10 bowls in a row, an impressive feat the few programs can boast. Yes. But be, most BYU fans don't care. We want more. Huh? More on that in a moment. Most BYU fans don't care? About just going to a bowl game. I think they want more than just going to a bowl game. 10 straight. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. A perfect 10. It'll be the 10th straight year. So I don't know how many teams do that. Um, but if they do that and when that's accomplished, um, I'm certainly not going to apologize for it. And then we'll get ready to play 
whoever it is after that, and we'll be ready to play whoever it is after that. But um, I like playing postseason, and it's not easy. And it's certainly not easy ten times. I can tell you this much, Bronco. Not that many teams do it. More on that in a moment. With a win over UNLV on Saturday, BYU will go to a 10th consecutive bowl game. They're contracted with the Miami Beach Bowl to play a team from the American Athletic Conference. It can't be Utah? I wish. <laughs> Is there some Come sort on. of like caveat that, that we I can make Utah. that happen? College football insider Phil Steele projecting BYU and East Carolina in the Miami Beach Bowl on December 22nd as of yesterday, which would be awesome. East Carolina was, has been ranked most of the season. They suffered a setback to Temple, but uh, they're a good football team. You can't beat Temple. Don't try and beat Temple. <laughs> I don't even know Temple's mascot. The Owls, dude. Woo-hoo! You know the Owls. Woo-hoo! Regardless, BYU has been to a number of bowl games. We asked DeAndre Wesley what it would mean for BYU to get bowl eligible on Saturday. Uh, relief. Uh, That's what everyone says. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the... We get, we get to play one more game, especially as a senior. I get to play one more game. Um, a little swag never hurt. Yeah, a little swagger. Always a little swagger, a little swag. Well, you know what? Ten consecutive bowls. They don't want to lose that streak, especially not in this day and age when there are more bowl games than there ever have been. Yeah, 63% of teams go to a bowl game. That's a lot. So, so it's, it's not as hard to go to a bowl game now, but it should be said that this is significant. I think it is something significant because if you don't go to a bowl game, what was your season? You had a losing record? You, you can go 500 and still go to a bowl game. So BYU's been consistently at least 500 or above. One, one season of 500 in the Bronco Men and Hall year. It was year one, 2005. The rest, winning records. And the most, the, I love for the, that for no the most part, seasons. they have been three, at least three or four wins over the 500 mark. Yes. If, if everybody's going to bowl games, and this is my question for those fans that are saying, we want more, it's not enough. I'm one of those. How come more teams are not going to 10 consecutive bowl games like BYU? Listen, I like going to a bowl game every single year. It's significant. If you don't go to a bowl game, it's a terrible season. That's like, if you don't go to a bowl game in basketball, that's like not making the NIT. That's how bad that is, right? But uh, BYU, like winning seven or eight games is, I don't think, where fans want to be. That's the point. It's not that BYU's going to a bowl game. I don't think anyone's disappointed in going to a bowl game. It's, are we getting 10-plus win seasons and nationally relevant Every now and then. You can't be nationally relevant every single season as BYU. It's just, that's too high a standard. The 06 to 09 era of 11, 11, 10, 11 wins, that was a golden era. BYU had never had that many wins in a four-year span. Under Bronco Mendenhall. Under Bronco Mendenhall. That was four of the first. That was year two through five of the first five. The back five have not yielded the same kind of seasons. Uh, and to, to have the same kind of seasons would be too much. I want a 10-win season every now and then. I don't know, like Utah, BCS season, a BCS season every now and then, if you will. A New Year's Six every, I don't know, decade or something would be fantastic. Okay, let's, That's what fans let's want. Go next I'll speak level. for the fan there. Let's go next level about the last 10 years for BYU football and their bowl game ties. Okay, You mentioned 05 to 09, that incredible run. Broncos' first year, they got back to a bowl game, and, and in that year it was amazing. like, yes, we're back, because they hadn't been to a bowl game for three straight years. Six and six, but they lost a couple close games. They were one and four, one and three. They turned it around. It was a significant jump. Then you make a huge jump to 11 and two and 06. 11 and, and two, really 11 and two, 07. 10 and three, 08. 11 and two, 09. 
Okay, golden era for BYU football. Winning as quarterback in BYU history. John Beck and Max Hall. A third-round pick, quarterback in Beck, your all-time leading rusher, your all-time leading receiver. Second-round pick in John Beck. Yeah, second yeah. round. That's right. And the, the all-time leading uh, receiver, uh, tight end for receiving yards in NCAA history, Dennis Pitta. I mean, BYU might not have an era like that in terms of players ever again. It was amazing. Now, you mentioned the back five. Not as glamorous, for sure, as the first five. This but is where still fans want a little enough more. Yes. to get to a bowl game. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Ten. Yes, BYU is currently tied for the 10th longest bowl participation streak at nine games in a row. It's pretty good. Listen to these teams at a BYU. Florida State, Virginia Tech, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Oklahoma, LSU, Boise State, Wisconsin, Alabama, and then BYU is tied with Clemson and Oregon. Teams behind BYU, Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Nebraska, Pitt, South Carolina, Stanford, Texas A&M, Baylor, Notre Dame, Louisville, Washington, Michigan. Okay, so BYU wins on Saturday, and they will. Ten consecutive bowl appearances. And then some people say, well, yeah, well, how many, how many, BYU doesn't have that great of a bowl record. How many bowl games do they want? Historically, no, but under Bronco Menno, six and three. Six and three. That's pretty good. There are only 10% of current FBS teams in the same category as BYU in terms of going to consecutive bowls. I have to ask the question, though. What is the standard of the program? Is it going to a bowl game? Because it's not. That's one of the you aims. Know, Bronco has said it. It's winning digit. 10 games. Yes. It's getting ranked. It's beating Utah. If they're and on your win, schedule, and winning it's a bowl winning game. a bowl game, right? So it's going to a bowl game is not even on that list because winning the bowl game is part of that, which you could say, okay, go, you have to go to one to win one. Sure. BYU's program expectation is higher than seven or eight wins and going to a bowl game. That's why there's a little frustration on BYU fans' part. Granted, it's all part of what's going on this season, the underachieving season, the lost season due to injuries and whatnot. That's part of kind of the mood for BYU fans right now. This tweet in from at Snowsurfa. That's Not a great th- handle. And, and this is the, the answer into, in response to our Twitter question today, which is, mm. what is this, the significance of BYU going to 10 consecutive bowl games? He says, nothing in this era. Everyone goes to bowls if you're consistently mediocre. Now, see, I disagree. Mediocre is not five. Uh, like, mediocre is like a 500 record, right? Eight, eight and five is not mediocre. Eight and five is better. Are you happy with eight wins every year? No. no. Obviously. You want some Neither 10 plus. Neither is Bronco. Plus, Neither some, are the coaches. So let's acknowledge this. Going to a bowl game 10 years in a row, that's a significant thing. I think that's a good thing. We, we mentioned the streak. BYU tied for ninth in its bowl streak. But BYU fans want more than, let, let's say BYU ends with eight wins this season. That's a possibility. Three years in a row of eight wins. BYU fans want more. They do. They want they, more, but if they finish with eight wins this season, given everything that's happened, you need to be able to separate what happened the last two years from this year because of just the crazy amount of injuries that this team has gone through. But, but, but it hurts but, because it's consecutive. But I'll couple them together because they are. It, ah. It'd be three years in a row of eight. You max out at nine. Nine would be significant. If BYU can beat uh, Cal and win the bowl game, I think that's pretty darn good. That's going to be hard to do. All teams go in this era. Nope. Do they? No. We just talked about that. Now, now that There are I, only a handful of teams that have done what BYU is doing right now. Yes. Now, would I rather have a couple losing seasons and, like, say, I don't know, two BCS games? Yes. 
I would I would rather have that. So you're situation. saying you you would choose what Utah has gone through. Yes. It also hurts because Boise yes, State it, and TCU teams yes. that BYU has played or is playing are going to those games and winning. Is BYU to uh, is BYU equal to Utah or greater in terms of what you think they are compared to Utah? BYU fans think BYU's program is greater than Utah's. The last several years, you could argue Utah is obvi- is, is better. I would have rather had seasons and a couple losing than consistent, like, it's different than 10 and 11 seasons. You're looking at the last five specifically, correct? Uh, I, I reference 04, too. Like, would you have rather have four 10-plus win seasons or two losing seasons and two BS, BCS seasons or something? You know what that's I mean? That's a great question. That's, that's tough. I do love that BYU goes to bowl games and wins games, and that's what they do, right? But it's unfortunate that BYU didn't capitalize on those 10 or 11 win seasons that they didn't get a BCS game in there. And this was the year, in theory, that BYU could have made a splash, and then you'd be like, all right, you've had your peaks and valleys. Right now, it's a it's valley. Fact, BYU has not finished ranked in the top 25 since 2009 in the AP poll. But how about some perspective? We're looking at this current yeah, yes. 10 consecutive We're looking at bowl the 10 game streak. What about the previous 10 years? <laughs> You're not going to believe this. From 1995 to 2004. So six years of Lavelle and four years of Gary Croton. Okay? Ten years. BYU went to four bowl games. I didn't realize that this morning. Four out of ten. And one. One. The, the Cotton 90, Bowl. The 97 Cotton Bowl. BYU did not win a bowl game from 1996 until they won the Vegas Bowl in 2006. That's amazing. Nine years between bowl wins. Four bowl games in ten that seasons. ten year span. Woo. And one in three. So I ask you again, why would ten consecutive bowl games not be something? It's something to yeah. be happy about. Yeah, BYU is People not. Like, why is Bronco talking about that? Because it's hard to do. BYU is not Utah State. BYU, like they've been to three bowl games all time, right? Or is it four? Four now, I think. Yeah, four. Okay, BYU's not Utah State, yet BYU's not Utah in terms of having gone to BCS games. BYU's somewhere in between, and BYU fans are, I think, are happy with going to bowl games. But when you go to ten, you get used to you get used to being hey winning team. Yeah, so BYU fans want ten plus wins. Is that maybe too high a standard? Maybe. That's something we should maybe address one day. Maybe the standard's too high. Maybe the national championship's never going to happen. And be happy with 10-plus wins. Hope for the best, but celebrate what is happening right now. Yeah. Dis- you know, I'm still disappointed in the season, but going to a bowl game, way better than not going to a bowl yes. game. Yes. Guess what? You can still max out at nine wins. You still have that opportunity. I am just disappointed that that's kind of, like, I don't want that to be the standard. Like, oh, so- It's not because of injuries. Yes. It's not. I, I just want to make sure that's clear. I am, as a BYU uh, fan, not okay with the bowl game being the standard. What is the significance of BYU's soon-to-be 10 straight bowl appearances? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Holiday BYU. It's huge. Utah may be in the Pac-12, but hasn't been to a bowl game since joining Faults. They went to the Sun Bowl the first year they were in the Pac-12, but they haven't been for a couple of years. But he says, while BYU football is soon to make 10 straight. At Cold Pizza 26, a bowl game is nothing to complain about. Some teams... Utah, rush the field when they become bowl eligible in their seventh game. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN. They still won that game. They still, they won, still won that, that game. game. 
Fact, Utah was bowl eligible for BYU this year. It doesn't help that BYU hasn't beaten Utah since 09. That, that, uh, that's also itching at me. That doesn't help the situation for sure. <laughs> Up next, two-on-one with a really big dude, DeAndre Wesley. BYU Football All Access next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton from Clinton and Jerem Jordan from West Jordan. We do. Live in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter if you do not already at BYU Sports Nation. Coming up Friday night, men's season, uh, men's basketball season opener versus Long Beach State, 7 Eastern time, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We should mention the women's basketball team opens the season Friday as well, Friday afternoon at South Dakota State. You scoff at South Dakota the State. Jackrabbits. Dude, they can play, man. Like, they go to the NCAA tournament like every year. Oh, tender. They do. We learned that from Juddy on the show. <laughs> Jeff, Why Judd? is BYU playing at South Dakota State? Because they're a good team. It's a good way to open the season. Uh, BYU's Decent, a good team. Decent road test. BYU lost to Westminster in the exhibition. I still can't get over that in women's hoops. <laughs> this but they crushed Fort Lewis. That they did. Let's go, ladies. Down goes the Armac. <laughs> what is the significance of BYU's... Are they in the Armac? Uh-huh. Correct Mountain Athletic Conference. Soon to be 10 straight bowl appearances at PW. Enter 1019 says this. It is more straight years than Utah. Okay, so I'm really we're get, we're that's getting, what we're hanging over. We're Utah's getting two head. consistent responses. One is like eh, they, they just, went to, they won two BCS bowl games. Everybody goes greater to bowl than games. anything BYU can show the last several. You know what I mean? That, like yeah. I, I am I am jealous of what Utah's done. That's why it hurts. They're in the Pac-12. They won two BCS games, and I am ticked. Kaylin Clay, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, women's soccer found out yesterday they will be on yeah. the road yeah. to start no, no. the NCAA tournament. I don't like that part. But yes, they are yeah, in the yeah, NCAA they the tournament. They made the tournament. Yep. Good job. At Colorado, ironically enough, the team that knocked them out of the second mm. round last year. Bring it on, Buffs. Okay, Jennifer Rockwood will join us later. Alexa Gray, BYU Women's Volleyball, named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. I don't know if you haven't been paying, like, have been paying attention. She's good not, at the sport of volleyball. She is really talented. And Jimmer Fredette. Four points and an assist last night against the Cavaliers for the New Orleans Pelicans. I heard he dunked on LeBron. Oh, that didn't happen? My bad. My bad. Wow. <laughs> when that happens. But the Cavs only won by seven over the Pelicans. Twitter, Twitter will explode. Pel- Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> oh, we don't have, we don't have the sound. bird sound oh. today. <laughs> Dang it. BYU football all access now with a very large man, DeAndre Wesley. Jerem said to me before the show, I look like a we little look, boy. I look like guy. a little boy, and it's true. Big guy, big personality, and big things to accomplish for the Cougars against the Rebels this Saturday. DeAndre, back in fall camp, we asked Garrett 2J to describe himself, compare himself to some of his offensive linemen. He said he's mostly like you because he's smooth and suave, and he's got a little bit of Braden Kersley in him. How would you assess that from Coach 2J? Oh, man, that, I mean, that's a good assessment. I never, you know, would have thought of that. Um, yeah, he is. He tries to come off smooth sometimes, but he doesn't play it as well as me. But he tries to come off smooth sometimes, but he, he gets nasty like Braden. Braden's a nasty guy, so, and Braden is definitely not as smooth as I am. So, uh, I mean, that's a good assessment. I like okay. it. What's the difference been in offensive line play this year versus last year? Uh, more technique sound, more aggressive, um, having that confidence and, you know, knowing that we can play with anybody on the field. So I feel like that's the biggest 
jump from last year to this year. What's the transition like, too, been from go fast, go hard, like, hey, this is different, too? It seems like you guys have geared down a little bit. Um, well, I feel like the, the, the go fast, go hard was more just because we were inexperienced and just to get us going. I feel like that's our, that was our main key for last year. This year it's more just being technical and, and knowing our assignments and knowing, like, what's going to come next. I feel like that's, that's the biggest jump because we, we go hard. We go fast. It's just now it's just you have to do it with technique. You have to do it with skill. I know as a fan, it's, it's been an interesting uh, ride for BYU Sports Nation to look at what BYU football has done. As a player, though, the emotions and the roller coaster that this team has been through, how has that been for you? It, it just shows, like, this team has been through a lot of adversity, and it shows how strong we are as a team that, you know, we do we lose, like, our best player on our team, and, you know, we have to go out and we have to keep fighting. And starting from scratch with Stu, pretty much, and we have to keep fighting and go out because we still have games to play and we still have, you know, to prove ourselves to the nation that we are that we are good. And so that's I feel like it's one of the things that I've learned about this team. That's what I've learned about this coaching staff, that these guys, we, we fight. You know, we are, we're fighters, and no matter what, we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep playing. Is the team over the shock of losing Taysom? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can never, like, Look, like, you, can, you see how that guy plays? Like, that's, it's unbelievable some of the things he does. But, you know, you got to move on. You just, things that you got to do. You got to move on. You got to get past it. And Stu is our quarterback now. And, and dude, he impresses me. Like, that, that kid takes shots, and he just bounces up, dude, and he will sling it like 60 yards the next play. It's, it's unreal sometimes. But, you know, just the different styles of play, but it's still the same outcome, you know. It's still scoring, still winning, winning games. So I feel like it's a, it's a, we had to get over the shock. Was there a point where you felt like that happened, or is it still happening? Um, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like it just happened. You know, it happened, and it's like it was, it was a shocker at first. But you know, after a while, like you say you got to, got to play, got to go out, got to play. He's not coming back. Well, not this season anyway. But he's, he's not coming back until you got to play. What kind of conversations have you had with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and Jordan Johnson, these guys that uh, are out for the season? Oh, man, um, Taysom, it was, more, it was more of he was he, – he's, like, he's so mad he can't play with us, you know, like he, he, that, he, that he's down. He feels like he's a part of the team, but he just wants to go out and battle with us. And that was, I feel like that was really emotional, you know. It was like, it, yeah, it's like coming. Like I've never had a season-ending in, in, injury before, so I, honestly, I couldn't come. I don't know what perspective they're coming from, but you know, just listening, listening to some of the things that they were saying, and it's, it's like unreal. You just like know that your season is done, and you have to wait until the next year. And some people, for the seniors that did get hurt, like Brock and Jordan, like you know, that's that's it. Like they're that's their season's over. Their college career is over. So. It's, it's kind of unreal, you know, to think about it, it's kind of unreal. On the other end of that, you have a bunch of your freshman offensive line mates, uh, Karoma and Lapuahu and Kanuch as a sophomore. What's it been like for you as a senior to kind of lead that group? Dude, it's, it's exciting because those, those guys are only going to get better. You know, it's their first year of college, like Division One football, and just to know that those kids are only going to get better. And so I can't wait to see how they develop and how they mature as men and come out and ball out in front of 65,000 people every year for the next three years anyway. I've noticed a couple of plays this year where you have destroyed some guys on the line. One specifically, I believe, was the Nevada game when you opened up a huge hole for Paul Lasique to run in for a touchdown. Do you get enough credit for those plays from your teammates? Uh, you know, it's, 
it's not really about like the credit because it's like you know online we don't score so it's just like more I feel like it's more of me representing you know my O-line and like my O-line coach my offensive coordinator for putting me in that position to make that play I feel like that's all it's about is just going out and represent for you know BYU like you said your teammates and your coaches you know for putting you in that position to make that play so I really don't look at you know oh I should have been noticed for this or I should have been noticed for that it's not about that it's just about going out and playing and having the opportunity to go out and make a play like that I feel like that's that's all the credit I need just having an opportunity but do you get enough affirmation to be happy oh yeah yeah uh <laughs> I like after the game, my mom, she sent me like this huge long text. Like, I could not believe that you killed that kid like that. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was excited. She was like, it, I was unbelievable. Like one of the things I, she's like, I've never seen anything like that before. So, you know, that's pretty much all I need. You know, my mom, that's pretty much all I need. Mom will do it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask the pink socks, man. It's, it's just a pink day today. I don't know. Is just, this from Jamal's closet? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> These are from mine. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's felt like it's a pink day today. Felt Can you, happy day. What do you think of the blackout? Oh man, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I well, they, we didn't do the blackout last year. In 2012, they did, and you know, I was excited. I thought 2013 we we're going to do it, but man, I can't wait. That's that's going to be sick, man. A matte black helmets in front of 65,000 people wearing all black. It's going to be nice. Getting to a bowl game became became something maybe a little more important this year, given the four-game losing streak. What's that going to mean when you guys beat UNLV to get to a bowl? Uh, Relief. Uh, That's what everyone says. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, we get get to play one more game, especially as a senior. I get to play one more game. A little swag never hurt. Yeah, a little swagger. Always a little swagger, a little swag. Um, I mean, the swag from the bowl game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Legal gifts. It's, and it's in Miami. I mean. That's right. true. In Miami. That's, that's, I've never been to Miami, so I can't wait to see what that's like. <laughs> so, yeah. That's um, yeah, just relief. I just, I guess I get promised one more game of college football. And so that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to. Let's talk about your last two destinations with this BYU football team. You already brought up Miami. You got to get bowl eligible. You can do that against UNLV. But then the last regular season game is in your neck of the woods. You're a Northern California guy at Cal Berkeley. What does it mean to you to play your last regular season game, basically in front of your uh, your family in your hometown? Oh man, it'd be really exciting. Uh, I have a lot of people that are coming to this game. Uh, you know, I, I pretty much have to play like my best game because if not, I'm going to hear it right after the game. But it's it's exciting. I I've always dreamed of playing at Cal, you know, as a kid, and now I get to play there. But I'm just on another team, so I feel like it's even better because I'm on another team. So um, I, I just can't wait, man. Just be in that stadium. They rebuild it, and I just can't wait to play against Cal. It'd be nice. How many requests have you had for tickets? <sighs> man, I'm like that. I'm looking at like 12, 12 tickets, and probably looking for more. Um, I'm. Please, if anybody help me. Joey <laughs> <laughs> Sports Nation could provide. I need tickets, please. But yeah, man, it's, yeah, I'm looking for a lot. Yeah, not a lot of people coming. DeAndre, thanks. Good luck against UNLV. Appreciate it. Thank you. He really is a very large man. He's huge. And a great oh, personality. Yeah, he's fun. Also, I, I don't know if it's an NCAA violation. We'll have to check with compliance. I don't think that BYU fans could just give their tickets to DeAndre <laughs> Wesley. That might be some kind of violation. Despite <laughs> he, the plead. He's desperate, but he's not that desperate, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, what does the 10 consecutive bowl game streak really mean for former BYU quarterback Blaine Fowler? 
What do the Cougars need to do to inject some excitement back into this season? This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Jay Wesley, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes, or you can subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. That's audio. You can get video as well on demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. One more time, BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. Catch the last several episodes of Video On Demand. Resetting today's trending topics, BYU about to become bowl eligible for the 10th consecutive year. If you missed it earlier in the show, examining the previous 10 years from 1995 to 2004, the Cougars went to four bowl games and won one, the 96 Cotton Bowl. Another day we'll have to discuss. Would you rather have that or the last 10? That's an intriguing debate, isn't it? Because that one bowl win was an incredible year. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, friend of the program, we're going to call him Grandpa Fowler today. No, I'm just kidding. Well, why? I, 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 I'm just kidding. I won't do that. We're going to call him Bicep Blaine because if you, you haven't, if you missed it last week, the bicep battle with Brian Logan was on. Blaine, you said you would not be outworked by Brian Logan. What have you done over the past week to make sure that that doesn't happen? Well, I've, I've really gone at it hard, and Brian knows because he and I have been going back and forth on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I've invited him to come up and work out with us up there because I don't want to have an unfair advantage over him because I. I don't know that he has the, the resources of people around him and all the handlers and everything like I have. The handlers? So, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like you know, maybe I need to let him come and work out with me just to give him a little bit of a start to try to keep up. And so, so it's funny because I went and, and I usually work out on my own, but I do um, some MMA and some boxing training with a couple of trainers. And I met Emily's one of them. I mentioned to her, I said, hey, you know, my buddy Brian Logan, he's challenged me. And she, she goes, well, if he challenged you, then he challenged me. Let's get in the gym. Come on, let's go. <laughs> she is killing me since Brian challenged me, and I, I feel it's almost like an unfair advantage. I don't know how Brian's going to ever even keep up with me. There's just no way. We need to ask Brian about this because last week he said he was going to run 20 miles starting this week because uh, I sent out a tweet, and if I got 50 favorites, you know, he was going to run 20 miles. We should have made it like 100 or 200, but he's supposed to be running I, 20 miles this yeah, week. Yeah, and has got, he really I, yeah. done that? You guys need to follow up with him because he, you know, he needs somebody to motivate him. And and so I, what I've done is because I know that trying to get my bicep bigger than his is not hard. It already is. Let's face it; it's already bigger. Than his. And so, but he's got that rip cut thing on top of it. I mean, it almost looks like somebody implanted a walnut on top of his bicep. I heard you mention and, it. And so it's 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 ripped. And so I figure if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have the combination of much bigger than him, but also be as ripped as him. I'm going to have to add some cardio. So as soon as he challenged me, I added three days of cardio to my four, four days of weight training just well to then. keep up with Brian. So on, that's the deal. On to other topics of less importance. Uh, let's <laughs> ask you today's Twitter question. <laughs> What's the significance of BYU's 10, uh, 10 consecutive bowl games, Blaine? Assuming they beat UNLV on Saturday, which they will. Ah, you're funny. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be UNLV. Let's just say that. If you want a preview, I'll give it to you. They're going to kill them. Okay. Um, Thanks for that, but, Blaine. But – the the significance of it is BYU has had the opportunity for a decade now to have all of that additional practice time to develop their team. And when you're playing in a bowl game, you stay in the national spotlight 
for longer each year, which impacts your recruiting. It, there's nothing worse than having a, a drought for a few years um, of not being in a bowl. If you don't go for a couple of years, you're off the radar in the month of December as people are preparing for bowl games. You're not playing during that bowl time, and, and you're not developing your young players, so you don't have those extra practices. And kids want to come play for a program that gets a reward trip at the end of each year. And and so it's huge. I, I mean, I think it's helped. I think BYU's, you know, they're, they're landing more quality athletes. Um, they're more athletic than they've, they've been maybe ever. Well, I don't know if ever because there's been some really athletic teams. But, but their depth of talent is there. We've really had to see that this year with all of the injuries. But I think if you don't go to 10 straight bowl games, I, I think that it, it hurts all of that. I think it puts the program back. And it's a, it's a huge accomplishment when you think about some of the great programs in the country that have not been to 10 consecutive bowl games. There's very few that have been to 10 consecutive bowls. Blaine, we asked Trevor Maddich yesterday what the Cougars need to do to inject some enthusiasm and excitement into the fan base this season to get excited about what lies ahead in 2014. He joked and said, I don't know, have a green jello day. or But then, but then he... <laughs> He said that in jest, of course, but said if you can't get excited about the blackout and the next opportunity to play, then I don't know what will get you excited. What do you think will get BYU fans excited in 2014? Is there anything that can save the season? No, I, I think I think there is. Now, when Trevor's speaking from a player's perspective, because if he's on that team or I'm on that team or you guys are on that team, you're excited that you just get another opportunity to play. Every time you get to walk out on that field, you should be just completely pumped. I mean, it's just, it's an unbelievable opportunity, and you should just want to go dominate no matter who you're playing and no matter what your record is. So, so I treat this most, show every day, Blaine. That's right. So you guys, we all know that we're blessed to be in the business that we're in, to be able to just talk about what, what we do, you know, talk about sports for a living. Are you kidding me? Every one of us are grateful for that, and we, get, and we feel like when we go on the air, we've got to give it our best because we owe that back for being blessed to be able to be part of it. That's how players should feel. They should be feel blessed that they're playing Division One football. They should marvel that they're out there every week, and they should give it their all. There should be no issue with the players being motivated. Now, the fans, that's a different story. And I understand where the fans are coming from. UNLV's not good. Savannah State is worse than that. Um, but, but a fan should come just for the experience, just to get to the stadium, be there with their family, eat treats, and watch good quality football. I think what the fans are looking for is – progression. They, they want to see BYU make progression. I think they, they saw some good things in the Middle Tennessee game. The defense looked better. They didn't have all the assignment errors that they've had. I, I think this, the fan base wants to see that again this week against UNLV, and they want to see a dominating performance. They wanted to blow them off the field. Then they wanted to blow Savannah State off the field. But I think this fan base is all waiting, and they're saying, okay, we think things are fixed on defense because of Middle Tennessee, but we don't know. We won't know until they line up against Cal. And Cal is a top five elite offense in the United States. And so yeah. I think the fans... In Canada. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. In the, in the world, really? So, <laughs> yeah, because I'm telling you, in the Ukraine, they do not play a good quality. Exactly. I don't know, the Cal Munich is, Fire. Stop they bring it, it nope. man. Stop it. I'm telling you, Cal on offense is better than any team in Germany, any team in Italy, any team in Russia, any team in Japan. I'm telling you right now. Really? They're, World-class offense. Jared so, Goff is the number four passer in the country right now. Yes. And That's so, how disinterested so that, we are in UNLV and Savannah State. We're talking about Cal right now. Well, but here's <laughs> the thing. I, I, think, I think what people want to see, and, the, and they'll get excited, if they blow UNLV off the field, they blow, they blow um, Savannah State off the field, 
and they look good doing it. They don't have assignment errors. They don't give up big plays. They look sharp on offense. They don't turn the ball over. And then people start to go, okay, the momentum is building, and now now we get to see if the changes we think are happening and the progression we think is happening since Middle Tennessee is real. And so if they can go out and beat Cal and play well defensively, and Cal's not real good on defense, so BYU should score, but they play well defensively, then I think the fans are going to get excited about the bowl game. They're going to say, okay, injuries had a big impact. We went through a little bit of a funk in the middle season, middle of the season. We're back on the rails, and this thing is moving forward. That, that's what I think the fan base is looking for. And I hate to put that much importance on a single game, but I think the Cal game is huge. I think yeah. it's a litmus test, and I think people are looking forward to that. Certainly. It's a chance for BYU to finish 3-0 and against P5 teams this season. How about that? And they're 0-3 yeah. against the Mountain West. What the heck, man? <laughs> hey, but here's the thing. BYU, they have an opportunity, Blaine, and they're not going to face a better offense in the bowl game coming off of Cal. That's just a fact. Even if they play East Carolina, or California's right. offense is that good. It, that, that's the fact. And you know what? I hope they do get a scary East Carolina in Me the too. bowl. because that, That's the projections because that's a team that was on the radar for a lot of the season, you know, considered a quality top 30 team. And so if BYU can go out and shut down the prolific offense of Cal and win that game and then go into a bowl game and win, then I think everyone's going to have this sense of, okay, things got fixed. We'll chalk up those middle four losses to injuries and just a crazy amount of disruption because of those injuries. And, you know, could any team recover from that? And, and if they got it back on the wheels and they got it going, I think people would go, hey, you know what? I'm good with this. I'm happy, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to next season when they get Jamal back and they get Taysom back and they get all these, these, these injured players back, that, that now they can have a launching pad. Isn't it, it's scary that there's that much pressure on the Cal game, but it's a fact. I mean, that, there is that much pressure on that game. BYU has to come out and show that they've been able to fix the things that were troubling in midseason and play better defensively, and people will believe. If they go out and Cal puts up 60 on them, then people are going to go, okay, things weren't fixed, we just played three crappy teams. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of pressure, right? That is a lot of pressure. November 29th is going to be a big day. But more importantly, November 15th, countdown to kickoff live at 6 Eastern time. How, that's a shameless Get bowl eligible. We, Brian Logan. Will, oh, go ahead, Blaine. I say we will break it down for you on that. Yes, we will. For sure. We'll get you excited for something you may not be excited about. Brian Logan has weighed in. I was coming up to work out with you, Blaine, to give you some tips. I don't need help, <laughs> LOL. Hashtag service. <laughs> oh, man. Response. Yeah, he, did, he did say in his tweet last week, maybe I need to come up with, um, and show Emily a few workout tricks so she can work on your bicep. <laughs> Blaine, we wish you the best of luck with that pursuit, the most important pursuit yeah. until Saturday when BYU plays UNLV. Yeah, Brian and I both try to add an inch to our biceps and a bit of a peak by the bowl game. That's our goal. <laughs> be, we'll have a bicep BYU's, BYU's got to get better on defense and dominate Cal. Brian and I need to add an inch to our biceps. <laughs> hey, thanks, Blaine. The bicep battle is real. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. What is the significance of BYU's soon-to-be 10 straight bowl appearances? Really interesting tweets coming in on this. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. At A.G. Evans says, I'm feeling a little too much like Ariel because I want more. Wow, Disney reference. Okay. Up next, no big soccer six. on topic. Head coach Jen Rockwood previews the NCAA tournament.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, broadcasting and radio vision from Studio B. Hey, Friday night, sort of afternoon, depending on where you live. Yeah. Uh, 7 Eastern time, BYU men's basketball opens the season against Long Beach State. Watch it live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 7 Eastern time. I should mention right after that, we have a doubleheader. 9.30 Eastern time, women's volleyball. Versus San Diego at senior night. So you're doing double duty. You're going to sideline men's hoops and then go call the women's then volleyball sprint match? over to the Smithfield house. That's exciting. And call the volleyball match. That's cool, match. man. Which is, it's a great matchup between BYU and San Diego. A couple of teams atop the West Coast Conference. The Cougars uh, look poised. San Diego beat BYU. Yeah, they beat them yeah. in San Diego in five sets. So this is a revenge factor. And speaking of revenge, mm, nice BYU transition. women's soccer has an opportunity to get back at the team that knocked them out of the tournament last year, Colorado. Jen Rockwood, head coach, is back on BYU Sports Nation to preview the NCAA tournament. So let's start there. When you first heard Colorado, what was your initial reaction? Well, like another chance at them. You know, they did. They knocked us out of the tournament last year uh, out in Florida. And uh, they're a very good team. They've had a great season. But, yeah, any time you lose to somebody, especially who knocks you out of the tournament, you, you always want a, a redo. Uh, another opportunity to, to get after him. So we get that opportunity on Saturday, so we look forward to it. Sounds like it's going to be pretty cold Saturday. I think it's 18 degrees out right now. <laughs> so uh, I think the high is like 6 tomorrow. So uh, it's going to be cold. What's supposed to be Saturday? In 20s or something? 33 yeah, or something? 30, 30. Oh, it warms be up all right. quite a bit. It'll warm up a few degrees. Nice. Told, told the girls to be ready to practice outside <laughs> the rest of the week. No no IPF for us. <laughs> oh, you game face is on now. <laughs> that's wow. right. That's right. You play them in Tallahassee last year. Right. And now you have to play them in Boulder. Well, last week it was 85 in Malibu. So, <laughs> yes, uh, extreme conditions in uh, less than a week. So. Okay, obviously, BYU, with the way you finished the season, West Coast Conference champions, you were hoping to host a game. That mm-hmm. didn't happen. So how, as the coach now, do you uh, get the girls ready to go, given that there is some natural disappointment? Yeah, I mean, we told the girls before uh, the selection that, you know, there was a chance that we wouldn't be. I mean, we knew we had to probably beat Pepperdine to get our RPI to move up a little bit. So we knew it was a possibility. And we've just been telling them, you know what, this time of the year doesn't matter where you play, who you play, what time you play. You just get a chance to play. And you just got to make the most of that opportunity and, and be your very best. Are the girls excited? Absolutely. NCAA tournament, Colorado? That's right. I mean, both teams are going to be cold, so yeah. it's okay. How do you prepare to play in a cold weather game? We'll practice in the cold. It's a little chilly here. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we, we've, we've got some, you know, you've got Utah girls against a lot of Colorado girls. They've done so this before. They've it's done this. best snow. They've That's grown, what, really they've what grown the up is. in the snow, a lot of them. You know, Annie and Miranda and some of our California girls might struggle a little bit. <laughs> but they've been here long enough to have to play in the cold weather. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't have too much of an impact because we're both going to be doing the same thing. So we need just to make sure that it's, it's nothing that affects us. We just go out there and take advantage of this opportunity that we have. So in football, you'll have a couple crazy people. Uh, that it's a macho thing, right? I I go no sleeves. What are there any girls that'll be like? You know what? I'm gonna tough it out. Or is it like no? Just bundle up, get the gloves. Don't be a hero. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I think they're probably all a little bit different. Uh, you know, we've played plenty of NCAA. I mean, if you guys remember Utah State? We were all out uh, yep. with yeah. shovels Everyone's in hand. Everyone's shoveling. Um, and it was cold, and, you know, some girls wore stuff underneath their shorts and some didn't. So, you know, I think it's a matter of personal preference. We'll see. We're, we're going to provide them stuff if they want it, if they need it. Uh, so they'll have everything they need to, to be their best, and, and they can make that decision on their own.
own. You're a head coach. You have to be political and uh, I guess judicious <laughs> when you look at something like, hey, we're the West Coast Conference champs. We won 12 of our last 14 in one tie. We're ranked number 15 in the country. And we're playing on the road? Like, I can do that, though, because I'm the guy that sits in front of the microphone. I just... I'm trying to wrap my head around that reality. Like, with as strong as you finish the season, mm-hmm. is I just feel like the system needs a little bit of tweaking. Can you even comment on any of that? Well, <laughs> I think a lot of people probably feel that. Um, you know, with the RPI uh, that, that has a lot of consideration, you know, our RPI just wasn't what we had hoped, even though we've had a great season. We won yeah. some big games. You know, the RPI kind of comes down to us. It's just not as high as we would have liked it, you know, um, which is crazy because yeah. your schedule at the beginning of the season looked loaded. Right, and and what happens, you know, sometimes you don't have – you have control over who you play. And so I, I thought I scheduled one of the toughest RPI schedules we've ever had. But then some teams that typically do quite well struggled this year. Uh, and, and there were several of them. Yeah. And so, you know, that in the end kind of hurts you a little bit. It hurt our, hurt, hurt our conference overall. You know, Santa Clara not getting in the tournament. Portland. Uh, uh, you know, Portland. And they're obviously very good teams. But uh, when, you know, RPI is, is a big component of that and, and uh, the Pac-12 has a lot higher RPIs, you know, sometimes we're left on the short end of things. And so, you know, f- moving forward, we just have to try and maybe schedule even even more consistently higher RPI teams and get results against them. Well, for what it's worth, I think it's malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a tough time scheduling uh, good teams coming to Provo, or do they want to play that game? You know, it's both. I mean, we've always been able to bring great teams in, you know, LSU and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and, and a lot of big-name teams. Um, so I wouldn't say it's easy, but we work hard uh, – to do it, um, and they want, do they want to come to Provo, or are they like, no, 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 you're yeah, probably going to beat some, us. I mean, some do. Some some want to bring their team to to experience such the amazing college atmosphere that we mm-hmm. have here. You know, other ones are like, you know, we're already playing in a big conference that we don't. It doesn't gain us anything by coming there and potentially losing. And so mm-hmm. it is a bit of a challenge. But you know, next year we're, we we get to open with Stanford and Cal. We're playing four or five Pac-12 nice. teams, and and so hopefully we can get some results against them and help build our conference as well as building our own resumes for the future. But right now we're just focused on trying to make a run in this NCAA tournament and, and look forward to it. What do you know about Colorado and what they do as a team? Is it is it the same team as last year? Same scheme? Yeah, it's a very similar team. I think they're playing a similar system. Haven't seen them play as much. Obviously, we'll be watching them play yeah. um, a little bit more this week. Um, you know, we need to be aware of the, their formation and, and what their tendencies are. But what we've tried to do all year is just try to be really good at what we're trying to do and, and make other teams hopefully adjust to us, be aware of what they do. They're a very solid defensive team. We're we're really a great attacking team this year. And so, you know, hopefully our attack can, can wear them down uh, a little bit. And, and that's what we hope to do is just continue to get better uh, on what we're doing. Um, we need to get more balls on frame. We, we had a lot of shots in the last three games. Oh, so many. Um, upwards of 80. Um, but we need, to, we need to get the ball on frame and, and even put a few more goals in, and I think we'll be in good shape. Well, we have something that we want to contribute to the game, which is the BYU Sports Nation karma. Yep. Hey, we want it, to give it, it to you for and the whole against team. Santa Clara, so let's Five do it again. Five goals in that game, so I yes. expect at least six. No, no, no. <laughs> a win will be plenty. Yep. Uh, good luck. And the time changed on that game, right? Yes, it, it noon. M- moved to noon from one. Yes. Uh, is that broadcast at all? Have you heard NCAA.com um, or anything? No, I think they'll, they'll live stream it. I, I think uh, they do that, uh, so I think you'll be able to go online and okay. watch it. Awesome. Thanks, Watch guys. the ladies awesome. with luck. the karma take on the Colorado Buffaloes. Hashtag beat the buffs.
You cool with that? That sounds good to me. Let's okay. do it. And then North Carolina next week. <laughs> whoa, whoa. One game at a time, people. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put a bow on this fantastic, well, yeah, I call it a fantastic show because I think it is. This is BYU Sports Nation. Cougar Whip Around next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. I know you know what time it is. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Soccer. BYU women's soccer team will travel to Boulder to take on the University of Colorado in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. The game's scheduled for 2 Eastern time Saturday. Cougars in the association. Jimmer for debt had four points and an assist in 11 minutes of action last night. The Pelicans lost to the I don't, I don't know what a Pelican sounds like. And LeBron. <laughs> Not like that. Women's volleyball. Alexa Gray netted WCC Player of the Week honors yesterday. Gray averaged just over five kills and a block per set last week. That's pretty good. The women's yeah. volleyball team uh, ranked 13th in the latest ABCA poll. They'll be in action Friday night on BYU TV against San Diego at 9.30 Eastern time. Yeah, basketball and volleyball. Oh, great night. That's how we roll. Saturday, Future football, guests baby. include Luke Worthington of BYU Basketball, part of our BYU Basketball All-Access yeah. segment. I love Luke, man. He's funny. <laughs> he, I hope he wears his glasses. Oh, my gosh. He and, Adam, prof- he and Adam Hine's biopics must hang out. The professor look. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by <laughs> Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. This one's easy. It's Veterans Day, and so we shout Absolutely. out to all those that have served are serving or will serve our country. We appreciate what you do. We are because of what you did and do for us. Well said. Yeah, well said. What is the significance of BYU's soon-to-be 10 straight bowl game appearances? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Cougar underscore Nate says, A lot of bowls right now, but at least BYU is going to bowl games. Remember, 2002 to 2004? Perspective helps. Yeah, the standard is high. Thanks to DeAndre Wesley, Blaine Fowler, Jennifer Rockwood, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand. BYUSportsNation.com and on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN for Jerem Jordan. My name is Spencer Linton. Shout out to Efo Peely. Nice. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow.